Peckham World Weekly is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. Be sure to click on their banner on this page or visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. These are the 11 housing markets with the most sellers dropping their prices. There's still a great opportunity to consider a reverse mortgage and HUD's Inspector General points to remaining Heckam issues. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of June 6th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Welcome back and hello to many of you. I had the fine opportunity to visit in Carlsbad, California last week. Great to see you all. And now on to our first story. There are 11 housing markets that have the highest percentage of sellers who are now dropping their prices. This coming from Money Talks News. In fact, we're seeing an increasing number in a handful of markets with at least 20% of home sellers who have reduced their asking price. And those price drops are becoming, quote, increasingly common, especially in places that had been historically affordable before the insane run-up in housing prices we have seen. So here is the list. We're starting at number 10. Portland, Oregon is actually tied with another city, but Portland, Oregon, the percentage of homes for sale with a price drop is 28%. And sadly, Portland, Oregon also ranked as one of the 15 cities with the highest rents in the nation. And tied for number 10 is Provo, Utah, with 28% of home sellers dropping their prices. In January, the Deseret News suggested that folks who recently purchased a home in Provo and other Utah towns, quote, might have paid too much. Indeed, they did. Number nine, Indianapolis, Indiana, with 28.2% of home sellers dropping prices. Last year, Luke Palacios Jr., director of research for John Burns Real Estate Consulting, told the Indy Star that Indianapolis housing prices had reached quote, peak insanity. Number eight, Ogden, Utah, with 28.4% of home sellers dropping the price. Home buyers in Ogden have been paying an average of 64.73% more than they should. That according to research at the Florida Atlantic University and Florida International University. Number six is tied, and we have 29% of home sellers dropping prices in North Point, Florida, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And competition in Philly is so fierce that bidding wars are breaking out amongst renters. Number five, Sacramento, California, with 29.9%, nearly 30% of home sellers dropping prices. Number four, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with 31% dropping prices. Number three, New Orleans, Louisiana, with 31.6% reducing their home sale price. Number two, Cape Coral, Florida, with 32.5% dropping prices. And the Fort Myers, Cape Coral area is actually one of the most overvalued markets in the nation, with prices 56 higher than they should be, again, according to a Florida Atlantic University. And number one, this should not come as a surprise, Boise, Idaho, with 40% of home sellers dropping their prices. That should come as no surprise to those who have witnessed the California exodus into the state of Idaho and has been one of the most popular destinations in the nation. The Gem State had far and away the largest population growth in the U.S. during 2021. 
This is still a great opportunity to consider a reverse mortgage. Just coming from CNBC and Andrew Osterlin writing the column, he says, with the stock market becoming volatile and the housing market still hot, reverse mortgages have become more attractive for older Americans who need cash for retirement but want to stay in their home. The home equity conversion mortgage was actually up 26% in volume in March, according to data from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and from Reverse Market Insight, but it dropped 3.8% in April, but still remaining over 6,000 loans endorsed in that month. This is still a great opportunity to consider a reverse mortgage, said Wade Fowl, a principal advisor with Tyson's Virginia-based McLean Asset Management. There has been a big increase in housing prices and interest rates are still low, historically speaking. Now, Fowl has gained a reputation and a following talking about the strategic use of a reverse mortgage in financial planning. Home equity actually represents about 66% or two-thirds of the average retiree's wealth. So utilizing it as a potential source of funds, if you're looking for ways to increase cash flow, makes sense even if costs are higher now, says the columnist. Fow added, research in the financial planning profession consistently shows that reverse mortgages can improve retirement planning outcomes. It helps to have another source of funds outside of an investment portfolio that can provide a backstop for people. That backstop, as many of you know, is the strategy called the standby reverse mortgage, where in years that a portfolio is down due to market losses, rather than making those losses truly realized, one can draw from a Heckam's line of credit and let those funds reinvest dollar cost averaging, etc. But not all investment advisors or financial planners agree. Howard Hook, who is a senior wealth advisor with EKS Associates in Princeton, New Jersey, has only referenced the reverse mortgage to two of his clients as an option, but with one actually getting the loan. He said, I know a lot of reputable people like reverse mortgages, but I'm still hesitant to advise clients to consider them, said Hook. And he agrees the current economic circumstance is perhaps good for the product. And he also added, you have to be careful using debt to finance living expenses or to bridge a fall in the stock market. It's easy money and it can foster bad habits. Today's episode of Heckam World Weekly is brought to you by Open Mortgage, our exclusive sponsor of these podcasts. Be sure to thank them by clicking on the banner on this page or going to openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us to learn more about open way of doing business and how they can help you grow your loan production. And in our last segment, HUD's Office of the Inspector General is pointing to some nagging or remaining HECM issues. And one of them I think you'll be happy to see addressed. Now, Reverse Mortgage Daily's Chris Klaus summarized some of the highlights of the report. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development's OIG, or Office of the Inspector General, released its semi-annual report to Congress this last week, and it is offering a more thorough perspective on the audits, evaluations, and investigations of the HECM from October 1, 2021 through March 31, 2022 regarding reverse mortgages. And with that audit, RMD reports that the OIG found one reverse mortgage-related issue 
stemmed from a lack of corrective actions that were taken or not taken by the department when they determined that a Heckam borrower did not comply with the loan's principal residence requirements or what we call occupancy requirements. The report says in part, OIG completed a corrective action verification or CAV of recommendations from four prior Heckam audit reports to the OIG. The corrective action verification was initiated, said the OIG, because HUD's top management priority is to protect the FHA Mutual Mortgage Insurance Fund, as we know from losses or claims. And prior audits showed that HUD lacked controls to prevent Heckam borrowers from violating principal residency requirements. Now, in previous episodes of this broadcast and also on our video series, The Industry Leader Update, I have recounted several stories of children either living in their deceased parents' homes years after they passed away and had a reverse mortgage attached to the property, or even in some cases, family members were renting out the home that had a reverse mortgage, which was previously occupied by their parents, but they had years ago been moved into a skilled nursing facility. So the question which the OIG asked is if HUD had implemented, quote, adequate corrective actions in response to recommendations from previous audit reports issued between the years 2012 and 15. And those recommendations included preventing borrowers from having multiple HECM loans to preventing borrowers from renting their properties to housing choice voucher program participants or to prevent HECM borrowers from receiving assistance via housing choice voucher program and also to prevent HECM borrowers from receiving simultaneous multifamily program assistance. And what the OIG found is that only one of the four prior recommendations had actually been implemented for corrective action. In the initial report on this particular matter of occupancy, which was published in December 2021, the only recommendation is that HUD is to have issued was in preventing borrowers from having multiple HECM loans at the same time. And the failure on the other three recommendations, which we just mentioned, is of concern because they increase the risk of claims against the MMI fund. According to the results of an audit of HUD housing programs, the Office of the Inspector General generated five key program results and identified nearly $7 billion of funds, which can be, quote, put to better use, said the report. Other notable mentions in the report included the requirement of flood insurance coverage and bulletins to the public warning of reverse mortgage scams. And that concludes another episode of Heckam World Weekly, albeit a little bit of a longer one. Thanks again for joining us. And if you're an Apple user, don't forget that you can listen and subscribe on iTunes. If you have not done so already, be sure to go to heckamworld.com, H-E-C-M world.com. There you can find our latest breaking video commentary, analysis, weekly blog articles, and our monthly top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. Thanks again for joining us and have a great week.